from the nchc.tv studios behind the mask hockey shops present college hockey west live behind the masks college hockey west live is brought to you by jesse ray's barbecue at 308 north boulder highway in henderson stop in for lunch cater your next event or just buy a couple of bottles of our award-winning sauces the nchc and nchc.tv subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013 the tag creative group search t-g-r-a-n-r-u-d at redbubble.com and let us create a unique design for you or your business behind the mask hockey shops visit any of our three valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line caesar's entertainment resorts and casinos where an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations around the world the spaghetti shack classic Italian comfort food quickly with locations in Tempe and Pine Top. Order online at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Jets Pizza. Sign up for our Crunch Club at jetspizza.com and have special deals delivered straight to your inbox. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app proud partner of the NHL college hockey West live from the nchc.tv studios presented by behind the mask as a part of the ice time hockey west.com network here are your hosts Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein all right welcome in hockey fans anywhere that you may be listening to us tonight on the Podbean app it is Sunday night which means it's time for college hockey West live Scott Strandy with you tonight Carlsbad California on the west coast of the United States of America. My co-host is always joining me from that big, beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York, on the east coast of the country. Paul, how are you tonight? Have you ever been to Carlsbad, New Mexico? I have not. Have not. It's really nice there, actually. <laughs> oh, I didn't, didn't know where that was, but no. It's, 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 it's pretty nice there. It's actually uh, uh, a green part of a desert state really nice starting at the caverns there and and so forth and so on but uh we were there for a baseball tournament one day so it was nice or one week actually sorry a series of high school all-star games paul are you hearing some ticking in my in yeah. my connection yeah oh that's not supposed to be happening well stop now <laughs> i don't know what's happening stop <laughs> can you hear me now <laughs> i heard you i'm just not telling you it stopped um, can you no what are you talking I lost about you. i lost you somewhere Let's see now. Can you hear me? Because I don't know the ticking, and I don't know why you're asking me if I can hear you when I tell you I am. But uh, you know, we got to get you some headphones. This is getting to be ridiculous. All right, can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah, I have no idea. I had to disconnect my Shure. My Shure outfit uh, mixer is completely gone now, apparently. So we'll go uh, fashioned away. We'll go without. Uh, um, okay. We'll go like this and see what happens. <laughs> well, I heard you the whole time. It's, you can't hear me. No, That's no. Usually I, the issue. I, yeah, well, I couldn't hear you. But what I did was I, um, I went to, to listen to it, and we could hear nothing but um, – Ticking back and I heard forth. That. You didn't have your watch up by the microphone? No. No. no? Okay. Nope, it was not my watch. <laughs> it wasn't uh, the season getting ready to explode? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh. okay. uh, anyway. Is it trying to tell me to stop talking about Carlsbad, New Mexico? Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. Uh, you were talking about Carlsbad, New Mexico, and everything went crazy. Okay. <laughs> right now, I'm trying to collect my AirPods, but that's not working either. So, <laughs> who knows what we'll do here? But anyway, as long um, as you can hear me, technical. Well, yeah, but the we want the audience to hear us. We don't want uh, the audience can hear us it. fine. Uh, with without the ticking currently, <laughs> uh, without the ticking at the moment. Okay. All right. Well, then we'll continue on. Like I said, I uh, I thought I was going to get my. Uh, my AirPods connected. They did not connect, so I'll just talk on my phone like I normally would. Okay. 
<laughs> no, it's just stupid is what it is. It's not supposed to what work like that. It's not, <laughs> but for it, it's better than not working at all. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're correct. You're correct. Um, so anyway, uh, I called this week just a, uh, a week of split. It wasn't though, Paul, and, uh, your alma mater, um, struggled a little bit. I said, we're not going to talk about this right off the get go. So we won't, but I just wanted to tell people that, um, well, listen, this was you, you didn't, you a weekend didn't where parody and college hockey reigned supreme, right? Well, we've known that. Um, it's been that way for a few years now. Right? I mean, you know, we knew that this weekend was was not going to be easy for anybody, including ASU. I mean, Cornell is a good team. And you know, they did what they had to do, and ASU did not. Um, CC yeah. went up to – Well, I mean, I, we'll start it however okay. you want to start but, it, though. Yeah, since, since we got into that, let's let's get into it. Um, and that was me bringing it up, so <laughs> it's on me. But anyway, uh, when I think of uh, the situation that Arizona State was in – and we talked right. about it, and I, no I know nobody wants to use this. Nobody wants to use this as an excuse, and I'm not using it as an excuse either. But what I'm saying is, the um, the Arizona State Sun Devils are up against it. Have always been up against it as an independent. So has Fairbanks. So has everybody else that is a right. uh, a non conference team. So that being said. That means they have very little room for error. You brought this up many, many times. Um, and I told you the same thing. I said, it is hard, especially in 2024, to run the table, so to speak, in, in games. Strictly because the, the teams are so good and so close. And that's why uh, tonight we're going to talk about the parity and about the uh, splitsville, if you will, that's happening. But when you, when you see a team like ASU, they have to go out and literally be perfect. And nobody's perfect. Look at Denver. Look at North Dakota. Look at St. Cloud State. Look at Boston College. Nobody in college hockey right now is perfect, right? I mean, So, so when you say that, that Cornell wanted it more, well, guess what? No, 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 no. Well, I, first of all, I didn't say Cornell wanted it more. Well, okay. Cornell, whatever you said. That my point being is they got they it done is Cornell, what I said. They beat Cornell um, in a tournament not long ago. No. And you had to know that Cornell was coming to Arizona State to try to get a little bit of redemption. They got exactly. it an overtime win on Friday night. And then, then I texted you on Friday night and I said, we're going to find out Saturday night what they're made of because I didn't think that Arizona State had been in this position this season at all where they had lost a, a home a tough home game like that with maybe a team they they were equal to or better than at least that's what the the um um polls oh, say were. and that's what the pairwise say not by much but by a little so i wanted to see what arizona state had in the tank on saturday you saw it more than i did what did you see saturday night um because you've already told me this but tell the audience what you saw saturday night Oh, I saw a team that came out and played really well for the first 30 minutes. But the problem is, um, after the first 30 minutes, and I know it sounds crazy, they were down 3 nothing. Uh, Cornell basically scored on the couple of chances that they had, and ASU did not. A um, couple of backdoor goals that I'm sure people would like to have back. From the defenseman in. Um, and, you know, you just, you can't keep playing from behind. You just can't. Yeah, I hear. You know, and, and, and ASU was one for six on the power play, and the, the power play goal they got was a five on three. Yeah. Yeah, you just, I hear you. You know, Cornell is, you know, 
just it was these games were close. Uh, you know, I'd sit there and tell you that ASU was a better team, uh, but right now the the you really can't say that. Although I would tell you again um, that the injuries to the Jackson brothers and the Big Ten suspension of Kyle Smolin last night and some you know and having forcing to you know eventually you knew that the that at some point that they were going to miss the Jackson brothers yeah, yeah. Um, I mean Ryan Alexander missed a couple of games uh, you had you know along the line people have missed games and yeah the team is deeper than it has been but you know eventually when you lose two-thirds of your top line it catches up to you and i guess that happened this weekend okay not that that's so an ex- i'm not trying to make that as an excuse it just is no but but what you're doing is making my point for me because what i'm saying is a team like denver like north dakota like boston college like boston U, if they lose players like that because of their strength of schedule, as um, explained to us very well by Derek Schooley last Monday night, right. with the pairwise, they have an opportunity to not fall out of contention. Right. Plus, well, listen, we they know also this. have that. They also have that um, season and or end of the season tournament to right. compete we, we, for a championship. Right. Arizona State doesn't this. have that, and. And right now what we're looking at with Arizona State is, you told me the other day, you said, this is about them needing to um, run the table, basically. Yeah, and I'm going point, like, I don't care how, but how good, I don't care how good you are. It's going to be nearly impossible to oh, run I'm the not, table. I'm not disagreeing with that either. I know. I know you're not. But what I'm, what I'm saying is, just look at Wisconsin and Lindenwood. You're right. number 60 in the pairwise against, at the time, number three or two or whatever, whatever Wisconsin was. was. And it's a 3-3 three, three overtime tie going to a shootout. And, um, and, and, and let's, let's you know, uh, I, we'll get to it, I guess, but um, kudos to uh, Lindenwood for, for, the, for their play this weekend. I know it's oh. easy. I mean, I know it's. It's easy to talk about the well. They lost five nothing on Friday night. Yeah, okay. So they did. So what? Um, they could have just folded. The, they could have folded the tents. You know, you can't give Wisconsin power plays. You just can't do that. You know, Lindenwood's not good enough to do to give anybody power plays, and they gave Wisconsin six of them. Yep. On Friday night, but um, you know, to come back. And they hadn't won a game in a while, Lindenwood. Hadn't won a game since beating LIU uh, in the middle of November. Of course, they didn't play much in December either. So, um, Right. So you come back the next night, and again, you know, uh, first of all, you limited Wisconsin's power play uh, to one goal, even though they had four more opportunities. Right. Um, and you're getting outshot pretty badly, but you're hanging in there and well, you're one, actually going to the third period with the lead. Well, once again, the point I wanted to make getting into this was if you're a team that's playing as good as Arizona state right. and I've been on their bandwagon, um, and it really you're didn't, everybody's hit, bandwagon. it didn't really hit me fully until I heard Derek Schooley explain to us what was going to happen. And he came right out and said, he said, you know what? Kudos to Greg for get Greg powers for getting um, the home games that were, he deserved after being on the road as long as he had and, and kudos to him for doing that, but it's going to hurt him because even if he wins, he only gets what 0.8, right? Something like that. If he loses, he, lo- he loses even more. Right, but you just, and, you know, with all the overtime games and all the ties, eventually, as as much as you play great in overtime at home, eventually you were going to get burned. Yep. 
Yeah, you it's can't. It's the odds. It's just the odds. It is. It's not yep. anything else but that. Eventually, it has the the it has to go against you. And like I said, that's the same thing about trying to run the table. You you can say we need to run the table, and you can be fired up and ready to do it. But even a injuries happen. It. B teams get up to play for you, yep. and C it's just hard in college hockey to string together. 10, 12, 14 wins in a row. It's a hard thing to do. And if you're talking about having to do that just to possibly get into the tournament, it, it, it's it's just sad. It really is because they're a better team than that. And I know, everybody knows, they knew that this going in, that being an independent was going to be tough. But again, my point is something's got to get fixed in college hockey. And we talk about this every week. Something's got to get fixed or you're not going to have teams because nobody's going to want to play college hockey for the for not ever getting a chance to win a championship. That's why you play. Do you want me well, to say it? You play no, to win no, the no. game. Well, you know, I'm, there's an opening in Tucson he might want. Um <laughs> I'll, I'll say, I mean, I don't, we can get into this, I guess, tomorrow if you want. I mean, we've done it a thousand times. No, I, I don't, I don't really need to get into it. I'm just saying, Only like, because we uh, had one team in our 10 that we follow closely that we quote unquote cover, and that was Arizona State, the only team that got swept. Everybody else split. And, right. and that was going to be the point of tonight's show was like, it wasn't necessarily that Arizona State played bad or whatever. It's just that they took the biggest hurt from right. a, from a sweep. Then, right. I mean, you look at what Colorado College did playing Duluth. They they oh, actually it's on the climbed. road. They climbed right okay. on the road. Played on the road. Yeah, yeah. They got a win uh, in overtime. By the and way, and lost in overtime. Right. By the way, what I was talking about was the you know figuring out because you mentioned the uh, you know having to get teams to join and play college hockey. That's what I was getting at. Yes, yeah, I know. Because one of the big names in media said, hey, let's go. It's time to expand the tournament. Now, I know we've had coaches on that said, no, 16 is the right number. But that's why I said we can get into that tomorrow if you want. Well, um, and let me just put a cap on that for you. Because I'm not saying that 16 is not the right number if everybody's got a legitimate shot. But it, it's the wrong number if you're if you're taking six or eight teams and not letting them have a legitimate shot. And that's okay. what Fairbanks that's saw last week, last year. And that's what Arizona State is again experiencing this year is they have a brilliant record, even at 16-5 and whatever they are. Five. Okay, 16-5 and 5. That's a right. terrific hockey record. Yep. But the problem with it is because they're not in a conference and a majority yep. of their games are home games, they're, they're not getting a fair – and they don't have a conference tournament – they're not in a, getting a fair shake. Well, let's and, let's say this, and and I'm all for college hockey figuring out how to get these other teams in leagues. I'm all for it. You know that we've said it on here a thousand times. Um, and I'm not trying to sound selfish about this, but I'm just glad this is the last time we have to talk about this in terms of ASU. Yeah, I hear you. And or the last you know what, season, though? we have to talk about it. You know what? Um, Brett Riley is going to have to talk about it. Um, uh, uh, the guys in Fairbanks, the guys in Anchorage, the guys in Lindenwood, they're going to have to talk about it. So that's why, it, to me, well, the, and this, the, came, this came from our conversation with Nick Maxson, so yeah. I'm going to give Nick full credit because I had thought about it, but not really in the terms that he brought. Maybe. Because you said, logically, what maybe every conference would pick up a team, it wouldn't be a problem. Well, the problem is every conference doesn't want to pick up a team. I know and, that. And maybe the teams can't go to those conferences that went, might pick them up. Maybe it's too expensive. But guess what? How about there, how about there be an independent spot? How about the, the, the teams that are independent get to play a tournament in the, in the first week of March or second week of March? And crown a champion, and they get one auto bid. You're giving up one spot oh, out yeah, of sixteen, but, but you're bringing in everybody. Do that. The leagues are not going to do that. Why? 
Why not? Because, because not. you're bringing in everybody. You're but not asking not. them to take on. I know, but you're not asking them to take on a quote unquote new team or a quote unquote uh, weak link to their conference. You're giving up one tournament spot to to grow the game of hockey. That's well, it. It doesn't maybe, even affect. You know, listen, it does well, not affect the other teams. Well, then maybe the the trade off is because. Because we had Fairbanks finish in the top twenty in the pairwise last year, um, you know, unless they completely fall, you know, I, I, you expect even with where they are, ASU to stay near the the, the top twenty in the pairwise. So maybe that's the trade off. The other leagues will get three more spots, and the highest ranked independent team gets a spot. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's the best option right now, knowing the state of college hockey, because they can't agree on anything. Um, That's the problem. Right. But I mean, because they can't agree on anything, maybe somebody has to step up and say, for the good of our game, we need, and we don't have to be involved. Big 10 can be out of it. CCHA, NCHC, um, Hockey East, ECAC, all of them can be out of it. Atlantic, can they all be out of it? This is this is simply somebody brings the teams together that are independents. They put them in a little well, mini tournament, and then you go from there. Well, again. And here's the thing. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying is the top-ranked team in the pairwise should get the auto bid. Here's the problem with that. You're not, you're not giving anybody a shot then because they're all up against it all season long. Oh, uh, listen, I, I, I listen. Just either way, it's it comes out to the same thing. Whatever. No, 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 it doesn't. Because here's why it doesn't. Well, but here's because the problem now. ASU is going to join. ASU is going to be in the league. What if you only have two or three independents? Well, you're not. Well, you're going to have at least five next year, and you may have as many as six or eight next year. Yeah, you're going to have five. Okay. What if that changes? Well, I, I see. Here's where I don't think it changes because if I even think Huntsville might come back under these pretenses, because uh, well, here's why. What could. what did they say? We needed a conference. No, you don't need a conference. You need a path to the national tournament, and that's why I don't think giving an auto bid to the top team is is the answer because then you're still not giving anybody a tournament shot. Well, I mean, listen, we talked. I, I, I am all. I am. I am. But, but we talked to Derek Schooley about this. And I said, your team is getting better and better as the year goes on. And you could make some noise in the Atlantic hockey tournament this year because you're getting better. And you might be pretty good by tournament time. So if you're just giving an auto bid to the top independent team, that's taking away teams that are improving. What if Lindenwood continues to get better? What if Long Island continues to get better? What if Stonehill gets better and you give them a chance to win three games to go to the tournament? Here's a classic example. Look at what happened with Colorado College. Most people would say Colorado College was not a good hockey team last year. But guess what? They got better and better. And by tournament time, they very nearly got themselves uh, an NCHC frozen face-off victory and a tournament bid. And had they got that, Listen to me closely. Had they got that, they would have been screaming. Every other team would have been screaming, going like, oh, they don't deserve to be here. They don't. Did you look at their record this season? Do you see who they got beat by? They don't deserve to be here. That would have been the talk. You know it would have been, but I, they would have been in. I am, I am all for figuring out a way to do that. I don't care how you do it. Yeah, I'm just I, saying I, just, I think that is the way because five conferences and try to get them on board and as long and they don't want to agree on anything right now so so getting them well, but, to, but still doing that do if that. you're adding if you're adding four more bids to the tournament that means the other yeah, well, they're get shot at three more but that's your second problem is we've we're finding out that coaches don't want to add four well, more spots a, that's a different story i but you know but it isn't uh, because because that's keeping that's keeping the independence out. 
you're not giving them a fair shot to get in. Again. I mean, what if, let me throw this at you. Let's throw this scenario. The two Alaskas, Arizona State, Lindenwood, uh, Stonehill, Long Island, they all play in a six-team tournament this year in March. This is all hypothetical. Let's say that by some way, Stonehill is red hot. And and they go into that tournament and they win three games in a row and they get an auto bid. You right. don't think that that makes every other team that might be considering jumping going like, hey, we can do that. You know, Stonehill could do it. We could do that. Right? I'm I'm, I'm all for it. I, I want to see more teams. I know you do. I'm just saying that I, I think this would be the best path because clearly – the NCAA is not going to expand the tournament, at least not in the near future, based on some high-ranking coaches. And I consider Derek Schooley and right, Frank but here's the thing, though. Here's pretty the thing. high rank. They're, they're not going to do it where it takes a bid away from the other schools right now. You might be able to talk them into adding bids to get this done, but you're not going to get them to say, yeah, we're just going to voluntarily give away a bid. Just not. But it's not giving away a bid. Sure it it's is. It's not giving away a bid. No, it's not. That's the way they're going to look at it, though. No, they're, they're going to look at it as, okay, we didn't have to add a team that we don't want in our conference because that wasn't a mandatory thing that was thrown at us. We don't have to expand the, the tournament because obviously we don't think we need to, but we're still going to be able to grow our game, and that's how it has to be but approached. That's, but that's it, not. But they're not going to look at it that way. Well, they're gonna. Then they're going to lose their 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 teams because well, teams are going to drop I, like flies. Well, I understand that, and we see that on the outside looking in. But I don't think. Well, on that's the inside what I'm saying. Out that they, whoever takes the reins of this type of situation has got to go in and say, listen, you have to look at this for the good of the game. It's not costing you anything because if, yes, let's say is. you're Big Ten, let's say you're Big Ten. Yes, it if is you costing think, them. How? Because if you're Big Ten and you have, you think you're going to get four teams in right now. Well, this I don't know. This and, I, I, and I, I, I have to take you out. Then you're going to only get three. Now, here's the question, and I don't know this. Okay, I, I assume, like the other sports, um, extra money goes into the pot for teams that make the tournament, like they do for the basketball tournament, like they do um, for for teams that made the uh, extra money from where? No longer the the postseason. From each each league gets the money. money in. Each league gets money for having X number of teams in the NCAA basketball tournament. Men's, women's. Okay. Um, I they get money the from 14, the NCAA? Uh, however the TV money and whatever is distributed to them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and the NCAA just signed a new deal with ESPN for most of the tournaments like they've like it's been. Everything but the men's basketball tournament. Um, I assume that some extra money is passed along after expenses. Again, so now if you're a league that loses a bid to one of these teams, you're going to be pissed. And you're like, I'm not giving up my bid to change a turn for this. Yeah, but you you tell them. but here's the thing. It's it is not there, your there bid. It is a decision. No, it's not your bid. It's not sure your it's. bid. You have to earn bids. Yeah. And and but again, well, are you going to be angry if if you're the Big Ten and NCHC takes it away from you? But it wouldn't be the NCHC taking the bid away. This year? This year it could be. If you're taking one of the 16 or in this case it would be one of the six ten one of the one of the at large tens ten, the at large ten bids and giving it to one of the six independent teams after a quote unquote independent tournament 
you've now taken a bit away from the league somewhere. From from college hockey as a whole. And from have you one of the leagues? I, whoever you, whoever lose whoever was the the last aren't they gonna, out. Are, aren't they gonna all have their, their champion in? Yes. That's not aren't the they issue. All, aren't they all going to have their pairwise teams in that earned it? Yeah. Okay. Then where's the problem? Because the, the problem is greed. That's what you're saying. Greed. They want more teams, but they don't want to grow the tournament. So you have a choice. Very simply, you can watch your your sport shrivel up, not grow, maybe diminish again after after everybody said in COVID that that was going to be the death nail. You may be putting the death nail in yourself if you don't figure this out, because well, I don't we, we, I don't think the Alaskas. And I certainly don't think Huntsville is going to stay out there forever. Eventually, they're going to say, okay, we're done. Uh, if we can't get into a conference, we're not even going to fight with this anymore. We can't get into the national tournament. Don't even have a chance. We're not going to be here anymore. How long can Lindenwood do it? How long can, um, you know, and who's going to consider being a new team coming in? Who's going to consider it if there's never a path going in? You've got to figure it out. And what I'm saying okay. is... Here's the way to figure it out. And that's why I'm saying it's the easiest, the quickest, and the least painful of all of it. Because what I think a conference will tell you is they don't care nearly as much about losing that one spot as they do bringing in a team that, A, they may not want or that they may consider to be a weak link. Because every conference looks at it. Uh, is a is team that makes application – and they come to us, are they going to bolster our conference or are they going to make us weaker? Again, that's... And if you have to step up and say, yeah, I know, but if you put uh, some sort of agreement out there by the, by the powers that be and you say, you have to take another team, come on, Big Ten, you must take one more team. Come on, CCHA, you must take one more team. Come on, ECAC. If you force their hand, there's going to be a lot more problems than just creating that's, one that's more fine. spot. That's fine. Well, my my point is, and, and I understand what you're saying. My point is, these schools are not going to give up a bid. But it's you not their bid to give up. Yes, it. But it is. No, it's not. First because... of all, first of all, the NCAA has to get rid of the stupid moratorium. Yeah. Well, that ain't happening. So. Well, no. Well, it's got to happen at some point. Well, it hasn't happened okay. yet. So no, it hasn't. I don't know when that okay, that's point one. will be. But... Two, two again. You're not going to get teams leagues to give up a possible bid. What you can do is say to the commissioners and and the powers that be, we're going to expand the tournament. We're going to allow independent teams to play for a bid. In the meanwhile, your trade off is that your leagues have a shot to get three more bids. I like that. I like but that. That's I what think, that's what I am trying, I they trying to like tell that. you. I know. I, I know what you're saying, and I agree with what you're saying. I would like to see that. But the problem with it is we've determined from two of the most um, knowledgeable guys in this sport saying, like, if you think the tournament's expanding, you're sadly mistaken. Well, again, maybe and, it hasn't been put to them that way, this way. Well, I, I'm certain it has not. Because nobody's put out an opportunity for the the independents to get in, other than by the pairwise, and and all the leagues feel pretty comfortable that the pairwise is never going to work in favor of an independent. Well, again, we're I'm, real, I'm being because... realistic right now. If Arizona so State, I know, but if they had swept Cornell this weekend and then run the table on top of it. I don't think that was good enough to get in. And I'm just looking at the teams that are in the pairwise and have and when you saw the strides that the Colorado College Tigers Stop. made, when you saw the strides that they made, you know, and let's look at their record. They are eleven, eight, and one overall. That's still five wins behind Arizona State. And oh yeah, by the way, they didn't beat Arizona State. And they're about ready if they sweep this weekend. And Arizona State has a split at home against Augustana. Well, um, no, that's, they done. could 
They could climb them. They could climb well, them. They, I'm sure they would. They absolutely would. So, but what I'm telling you is that they've come from way behind. They would, let's say Colorado College wins. They'd be 13, 8, and 1. Let's say Arizona State splits. They'd be 17, 6, and 5. They would still have, they would still have five more victories than Colorado College, but Colorado College would be ahead of them in the pairwise. Yeah, no, I, I, I and what did Arizona this, State to do that? They lost one game to a really good Augustana team, who, by the way, beat Denver in Denver. Huh? I, I get it. I get it. You, you <laughs> so, to, are you trying anyway. to tell me there's flaws in the pairwise? No. <laughs> we know that. I know that. My point being is, um, I thought that was a great point by Nick, and I think somebody's got to grab the bull by the horns and at least put it out there. If if the leagues are stupid enough to deny it, then then they deserve what they get, you know. And if the NCAA looks at it, then it, and I'm sorry, independence, then then your your sport does not care about getting bigger, getting better, expanding, growing across the nation, taking more of a sharehold of of the media, the TV market. Then your your sport just doesn't care. And you're going to have to look into a mirror and say, well, and here's the reason I bring it up now, Paul, because uh, Fairbanks and Anchorage responded. But, you know, since they responded, came back, raised money, started their program again. And since Linderman came back, the end of this year is going to be another two-year cycle gone by. And it's not going to change for next year. So you're talking about the 25-26 season. Well, not listen, first of all, whether we like happen. it or Okay, first of all, whether we like it or not. Okay, whether we like it or not. Um nothing was going to nothing's going to change um as much as we wanted to. I, I I doubt you will see any changes until April 8th and April 10th of 2026. Yep. And that because might be too late for some people. Maybe it will be. Maybe it will be because it might be too uh, late for three or four teams. It might be, but those, but the postseason. I mean, I, you'd have to make changes to a postseason schedule that's set and regionals awarded. And I don't know what the contractual and legal battles would be if that changed. If they all of a sudden said, "Nope, we're well, changing it." No, I'm, so, I'm, not, and I'm not even saying, I'm not even saying to change it. I'm just saying, like, if you put something in place, like, even if you had an independent tournament next year that didn't get an auto bid, but they were told and promised that, you know, start this, do it for two years, and in 2026, then we'll do it. Then I think teams would be f- pumped up over it. I, okay. to be honest with you. I, I think an independent tournament, whether it had an auto bid or not, um, would be really excited about being a part of uh, some sort of postseason event to get their guys excited. I really do. I think if, if they knew that at the end of this two- or three-year cycle that they were going to get this, it would that's be a like a practice. If, 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 if that's a different story. You're saying that at some point, after two or three years, it would nope. lead to a bid. That's a different story. No, well, nobody would do the first story. I'm not saying that nobody would do that without that guarantee. But if you went, if somebody got it together, went to the NCAA and said, "Okay, here's what we'd like to do. We understand that you can't change in midstream, so we'll we'll agree to do this if you tell us in 2026 or whatever year it is that it's coming." Then the schools could go out and sell their partners and their alumni and their uh, athletic directors. They could say, listen, it's coming. We just got to play the next two years. And oh, by the way, we've got this set up where we're going to meet. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to meet and we're going to have this little event in March and we're going to do it. You know, that would be, uh, I just don't see that happening. Unfortunately. Well, I know. Well, like I said, I think that's as close as you're going to get because I don't think as much as I like your idea of making the the conferences take on teams, I just don't see that happening because I think you have to go, you have to get all the conferences on board to do that. 
And I doubt that well, would happen. Just, well, listen, and then I thought, I thought the next thing, I know, but I think the next thing about it was that we said all they have to do is expand the tournament to 20, give four more teams a chance, and an independent will get in. They'll earn their way in. And I don't think that's happening either based on what we've heard over the last couple of weeks, really. that Because mm-hmm. I think we were all thinking like, hey, that this is happening. You, you saw it, that whatever committee that was said that they should bring in you know, yes, the transformation uh, committee. Yeah, they said they should bring in half or whatever, and we all knew that was a joke. But right. if well, nobody even considers four more, I know. But if we if we said four more, and they clearly shot it down and said, "Yeah, that ain't happening," we're pretty certain on that. Then, then I think that's not going to happen. So then you only have one possible way of doing it. And that would be this way. But anyway, okay, let's take a break. Let's come back. Let's get the last 15 minutes in with uh, um, what happened this week. I didn't mean to go this far into it, but I think it's a good topic and an important topic. So anyway, we'll do that. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. It's time to drop the puck on the nation's best college hockey conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch every big goal and clutch save when you can't be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegers. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goalie. Score. before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious man! Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs the classic Italian comfort food to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. From the nchc.tv studios, you're listening to ITHSW Podcasts, College Hockey West Live. Indeed it is, College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Carlsbad, California. My co-host, as always, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York, Paul Hornstein. Paul, uh, kind of got off on a tangent. My apologies. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Again, I think the... Yeah, uh, that's the why topic, I tried to save it for- I know, but I think the topic is more important than uh, if we have a guest tomorrow night. I didn't want a guest okay. to be involved in it. Um, so I thought maybe tonight was the night if we That's were going to get off on the tent. Anyway. Imagine um, that. You're telling me that, that I don't want to have a, dis- a heated discussion. <laughs> and and it's it wouldn't be the first time I've disagreed with a coach. So, you know, if I'm disagreeing with, with Coach Schooley and Coach Saratori, yeah, they'll have to hate me. I don't know what to say. I just, I, you know, uh, everybody's got an opinion. 
you know, yeah. we look at it from a different side that they look at it on. And, and I get it. And I understand what you're saying about uh, everything. I just, I wanted to bring it up because it was an interesting point that Nick brought out. And I thought, you know, if somebody gathered these independent teams together and got them on board and, and had a little strength in numbers and traveled to uh, this one person, took on the reins and traveled to the NCAA and said, hey, here's what we have. Six of the teams that you've agreed to allow to have NCAA hockey um, would like to do this. Um, strength in numbers helps. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying it's enough. I'm just saying that they, they might look at six different universities and go like, ah, you know, um, it's not so bad to give up one spot. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not answering for them. I'm just telling you that if the choice is that, expand the tournament or be forced to take a team at every conference, I think that would be the lesser of the three evils. Now, which, which team do you want teams. to talk about first? We want to talk about the NCHC. So let's talk about that matchup between the number one team in the conference, St. Cloud State at Denver. You know, uh, as, as much as I think Denver is as good as any team in the country, um, they this year have been very Jekyll and Hyde. Um, there are nights where you say nobody's going to beat this team. All right, and they got Matt Davis back this weekend. Two weekends. And, two weekends ago. Well, this is okay. the second weekend of games. Um, anyway, go ahead. Uh, and 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 this is a team where you sit there and like, holy smokes, uh, this team. Y- y- you if you're if you're if you're the other team every time Denver has the puck you're like oh my god which one of the 95 guys in this team is going to put the puck in the net um and then you have games like Saturday night where they forget there's the other end and yep you 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 said you have insane scoring you have uh, you have as good an offense as any team in the country. You know, you've got the top couple of scorers in all of NCAA hockey. Uh, in in including the top goal scorer. <laughs> uh, you know, in, in, in including Massimo Rizzo and Jack, Jack Devine. Devine. I mean, it's just yep. you know, um, and it and and you sit there and you're like, oh my god! I mean, this team is just insane. Um, okay, so let me let me ask you this: um, the games were a split, and um, Saint Cloud got the extra point for the overtime or the shootout win or whatever it was. Um, so we talked about Saint Cloud starting this second half with some really tough weekends. That was the first weekend. Did Saint Cloud show you any chink in the armor? Um, or are they still the best team in the conference? They're not. I well, I've never thought they were the best team in the conference. I know. So. I know you didn't, but they were. They are. They're still number one. They're two they points are. ahead of North Dakota. Um, you know, I think uh, they got a little reality check this weekend. Okay, that's what I wanted to hear. That's what I wanted to hear. Okay, so North Dakota hosted Omaha. Yeah. Um, was that what you expected? An Omaha yes. win night one, and a North Dakota win night two. Uh, well. What did I expect? Who to win? What night? I mean, that's, um, that's you know, that's just you know a matter of circumstance. Um, yeah, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying definitely. I'm just saying, did you expect a split? <sighs> no, not really. Because when you look when you look at the standings, they're not close. One has twenty two. One has eleven points. Just in the conference. Well, I mean. Uh, you know, again, uh, you know, the, the goaltending is a difference. And by the way, North Dakota won with their backup goaltender. Yeah, I, I, I know. I mean, just, and it was a two. And I actually I mean, thought, North Dakota I thought got Simon Lacozzi, so. don't you think Simon Lacozzi played better game two? I actually thought he was better in the loss than he was in the win. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's again is, is Omaha's ace in the hole. 
is is their goaltending. You know, I mean, again, I, I think Omaha has the second best goalie in the, in the conference. Behind Caden, the sponge and Barracle from the Colorado College no, Tigers. No, stop that. You're embarrassing. But um, the fact is that, uh, you know, on any given night, and this is why Omaha is a threat in the conference tournament, right? Especially if they One and done, baby. Especially if they get to the one and dones. Yeah. Right? I mean. Yep. And by the way, if the season ended right now, they'd be going back to Grand Forks yes, for would. a two out of three. And yes, they I'm would. Sure that Grand Fork, and I'm sure that the folks up there don't want to see Omaha again because Omaha's a physical team. Oh they're yeah, the kind of, they're they're the kind of team that physical gives, and talented. You know, um, well, the talent is close enough, where, and the goaltending is good enough. Where, again, you look at at the games this weekend. You know, uh, Omaha gets a, a a win in overtime on 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 a Friday night on the Friday night, right? Doesn't help that the you know a lot of power play goals, a lot of you know, and there weren't that many penalties, but there were a lot of power play goals. Um, you know, the, the well, let me ask you this: on the power play, let me ask you this: Did Omaha take a little bit of the page? out of the book of the Colorado College Tigers Who? and do that to North Dakota because Colorado College played them a couple of weeks, three weeks earlier, four weeks earlier, and bottled them up where North Dakota could not escape the pressure full ice, all 200 feet. And well, um, I think Omaha tried to do it, but I think North Dakota did a really good job of combating it. Well, again, you know, North Dakota got four goals and three seven goals over the weekend. Um, again, the um, there was a switch in goaltenders this weekend for North Dakota, and you know, um, it it would certainly seem that that their main guy has taken some steps back from from when he was a freshman and was all conference. Um. Because the team certainly is better in front of them than it was then. Yep. Okay. We got more to go through here quickly. So let's get to Colorado College at Minnesota Duluth. Two identical games, right, Paul? Uh, yeah, just about. Two different outcomes, though, each night, right? Uh, well, the, yeah, the, well, the opposite <laughs> outcomes on each night. Right. Uh, I mean, these two Three, games. Three-two Minnesota Duluth in overtime on Friday. Three-two Colorado College. Uh, Tigers. On Saturday night. Again, about, you know, first of all, play, this is just goes to show you, playing on the road is hard. Yep. Okay. What if you're playing vampires on the road? Again, harder? Always harder. Um, okay. You know, you, you saw two games really that were kind of even uh, both nights. I mean, just, I mean, the shots on goal. We're not that much different. Um, the penalty killing on Friday night was tremendous on both sides. Uh, you know, both teams got in the mid-30s in shots. Uh, you know, when you, but, and when you look at the guys that scored and got points, you're like, all right, this was, you know, top guys getting, getting it done for both of these teams, right? You get Ben Steves in overtime, uh, despite uh, Chris Cooley getting uh, a couple of goals on Friday, right? Who wins the overtime game for CC? Shock, Noah Lava, right? Who had, uh, I'm sorry, Stanley Cooley, uh, not Chris. Uh, Noah Lava with a couple of points on Friday night, uh, Saturday night, including the game winner in overtime, right? Tyler Coffey gets CC on the board, uh, making it 1-1. Or early in the second period. I mean, just again, about as tight and as close a, a weekend as you can get. Um, but you know, when you go on the road and you get, you know, you get some, you get three points, you'll take it. Yep. Okay. The other one, real quickly, was Miami and Western. They split 
I don't think we need to go into details on them because we don't cover them as closely as we do the other schools. Um, here's what I want to say in closing out the NCHC talk for tonight. Um, I'm going to read you the conference records of teams two through seven. Six and four, North Dakota. Six, three, and one, Denver. Five and five, and O Western. Five, five, and O CC. Three, six, and one, Minnesota Duluth. Four, five, and one, Omaha. Nobody, nobody is running away with it two to seven. Um, sound familiar to the preseason, Paul, when you and I talked? Well, it does, and the odd thing is North Dakota's got zero, no regulation losses. All of the, all four of their, all four of their conference losses have come in overtime. Yep. Um. Again. Um. You know, you're 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 seeing uh, nobody. Again, you you're you're just playing for home ice in that first round. And that is just going to be, and all this weekend did was tighten that up. Yep. And if you look at it right now, the um, if the tournament started now for uh, the NCHC, it would be St. Cloud State 1, North Dakota 2, Denver 3, Western 4. I don't think would it at be? any point. Would it be? Right now. Yep. No. Well, what I'm saying is I don't know what the tiebreaker system is. I imagine it's head-to-head. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just going by points. Right well, now, I know, but Denver and, and Western are tied with points out of the same record. Right. So right. I'm but assuming that the tiebreaker would, would be, yeah. would be uh, so that means that those games, right, you know, as it stands right now, the first two games were at Western. Uh, Denver yep. wins in overtime and loses uh, the first yep. night, and they play a couple of games at Magnus to start off the month of February. So uh, those games could be even bigger than we think. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, we talked about briefly, and we have just a few minutes to do this. Uh, Lindenwood went to Wisconsin. Uh, we talked about how good that was for Lindenwood to respond, especially after having time off, especially after um, not having the greatest of starts and playing another brutal schedule, uh, mostly on the road. Um, so Lindenwood goes there. I think kudos to uh, Rick Zombo and his staff for getting the, uh, the Lions um, to take well, care of. I, I did see they, they they played different style on Saturday night. I did see one Twitter post that that did say, I mean, is it the biggest non-loss in the two years? Yeah, I guess it is with the top ten team on the road. Um, top three team. <laughs> uh, yeah, top five team, top three team on the road. Um. Now it said the best game in school history in the two years. I don't know if it was the best game they've played, but it's the best outcome. And you were down yep. three to two, and you yep. got a late goal. Exactly. Yep. In a in a yep. four on four situation where you would think that would be a huge <laughs> advantage for Wisconsin. You'd think that, but uh, when you look at uh, the roster that. Rick Zombo has put together and he's told us multiple times he wants to be a team that scores goals. He doesn't want to be a known as a defensive team. He wants to be a goal scoring team. Right. Oh, maybe that's by the foreshadowing because maybe he wants to be in the Big Ten. Maybe. <laughs> and by the way, okay, um, they got that third period goal, right? On a uh on the same four on four situation that Wisconsin scored on a minute earlier to take a three to two lead. So kudos, big time kudos to Linda. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Um Air Force gets a split. They keep uh getting to five hundred, then falling back a game and getting to five hundred and falling back. Will uh will Air Force climb above five hundred by the end of the year by the time they get uh to host Robert Morris in late February? Well, right now they're you know, in, in the league they're at five hundred. You know, yep. they're eight five and they're eight five and zero. Oh. Yep. Uh, five regulation wins and four overtime wins, and you know they're one point with three games in hand behind Holy Cross for fourth place. So, yep, totally agree. Okay, quickly up to Alaska, uh, Anchorage and one Fairbank, one game, two two tie. Correct. Yeah. 
Yes. And and the cup remains with Fairbanks. Yeah, I guess that's the, the fifteenth year in a row. I'm sure that they're not happy about that in Anchorage. No. And I bet there was a lot of hard nosed hockey going on uh oh, yeah. in that game to, to get that win and keep things going a little bit longer. But oh yeah. Anyway, congratulations to Fairbanks and Eric Largan for getting the uh the job done up there. Um, okay, let's slide over to Augustana. Uh, they played Minnesota State. Well, I don't think Minnesota State wants to see Augustana again for a while. Uh, probably not. Um, you know, uh, and that was in that was in Sioux Falls, not in the new yeah, building yet. Not in a new building yet. Um, a kudos again for Minnesota State going there. I don't know how long of a trip it is. I don't think it's that long. No, no, a couple hours. Um, but. You know, they, they play a 3-3 tie on Friday night. Uh, I don't know who won the shootout and don't care. Um, and, and I think Augustana Minnesota was, State, by the way. And, and Augustana was up 3-1, to one too. So I'm sure they're disappointed and frustrated that they gave up two-goal lead in the third period uh, to, to get the game tied. And, and a very late power play goal in the third period on Saturday night to give Minnesota State the the win uh, up there in Augustana again coming from behind uh, Augustana was up one nothing going into the third period and uh, two goals in the last you know 12 minutes including a power play goal with two minutes to go uh, gives Minnesota State the win over Augustana okay uh, Paul do you happen to know where Augustana goes this weekend I believe they're going to take a vacation, <laughs> so to speak. Do you want to talk to Coach Rabs and ask him if it's going to be vacation in Tempe? Because I don't think it is. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sure they're going to be horrified to get out of that South Dakota weather. But um, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, they go to Tempe, Arizona to play at Mullet Arena. And, and I think we need to clarify this one more time. Mullet Arena is the home of who, Paul? That would be the Sun Devils of Arizona State. And whose who's building is Mullet Arena, Paul? ASU's building. They have a tenant, okay. if that's what you yeah, Who is that tenant? Um, that would be the Coyotes. The NHL franchise from Arizona. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just want to clarify that because, again, I was asked again, and I get right. asked a lot um, that um, – the, well, I don't even get asked. I get told that the Arizona Coyotes have done a wonderful job of helping out Arizona State hockey. Yeah, well, maybe this, maybe you, you should uh, maybe you should get some of the students on the stream to, to listen to that comment because <laughs> God knows they talk about that team enough. <laughs> anyway, anyway, wanted to get that out there. I don't believe we missed anybody. It, it's hard when uh, games are being played and then when some yo-yo goes off on a tangent. But anyway, uh, <laughs> well, we had to get that in. Uh, college Hockey Coast to Coast coming up tomorrow night. I will work on bringing us a guest. It's a surprise, I think, for you, Paul. Oh, that's good. I'll let you know tomorrow because you got the day off. It's Martin Luther King Day tomorrow. So um, let's, uh, let's all celebrate the reason for the holiday tomorrow and uh, the equality that is deserved by all. Um, let's, uh, then go tune in on Tuesday night for college hockey West weekly when we will have another guest, I believe. And, uh, back to back guest nights again, just like last week. So anyway, um, one other thing I do want to mention before we say goodnight is, uh, we want to thank everybody that downloads the show because we reach 50,000 downloads officially. Yeah. Just a few weeks later than you wanted. Yeah, I wanted by the first of the year. We just uh, it took us about thirteen days into twenty twenty four, but we'll get there. We'll get higher. We'll get better. We'll get bigger. I uh, just want to throw that out there and thank everybody that downloads the show. We certainly appreciate your support, and uh, we'll continue to do what we can do to grow this thing. So, yep. take it away, my friend. Uh, from the NCHC.TV studios behind the mask, College Hockey West Live has been brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts Casinos. Worldwide, it's where the action is in the resort or in town. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, 
subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all of the action for the toughest conference in college hockey. The Tag Creative Group. Search T. Gray and Rudd on redbubble.com and let us help you design that one-of-a-kind gift for you or someone special. College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Caesar Sportsbook app. Download the app where available, but please play responsibly. FedEx, simplify your business shipping with FedEx, the official package delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. And by Liberty University, over 700 programs of study can help you impact your community on and off the ice, strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask, is live every week on the Podbean app and available along with all of our weekly podcasts for download at your favorite podcast platform. Search ITHSW Podcasts, all one word, to find any of our shows. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, or just tell a friend to help others find the podcast. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. As I said, join us tomorrow night for College Hockey Coast to Coast. 6.30 Pacific, which is what time on the East Coast, Paul Hornstein? 9.30. Uh, and then again on Tuesday night, 6.30 Pacific, which is what time again on the East Coast, Paul Hornstein? Again, 9, 9.30, the time that everybody knows. Everybody knows oh. Eastern time. Everybody knows Eastern time. All right, yeah. we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro, and talk to you all tomorrow night. Good night, everybody.